The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Well, two weeks ago tonight, Neil Lennon joined Barry Ferguson and myself in the studio. And Barry, we've asked him back. Is he here? Is Neil in the building? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's come back on. No, it was a, a good couple of hours. Um, Lennon knows his stuff, so great to have him back. Neil, thanks for coming back. You came back despite two weeks ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, so I missed you. So I, do, I thought I'd come back in again. <laughs> with great feedback. Thanks to everyone who has been on. Yet yeah, Neil is here with Barry for the next two hours, a two-hour special. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And what a day to come in here because Callum McGregor has extended his contract. The Celtic captain, he played under you, Neil, a couple of times, well, many, many times during your two spells at Celtic. What do you make of it? Five years He's going to be here for a long time. What do you feel when you heard that news this morning? Well, I think it's great news for Celtic. And obviously, you know, Callum has now cemented his future at Celtic and gives him security. He's He's been a wonderful player. You know, we were talking about him the last time on the show, how good he is. And he's at his peak. You know, I think it's great business for Celtic. It makes Callum really, really happy and contented. So we'll see the best of him in, in the next three or four years and also off the back of... Sign and Kyogo on a long-term deal as well. It's really good business from Celtic. And uh, legendary former Rangers captain, Barry, you always say about Callum McGregor, the talent he's got. He was wanted in England. Apparently Leicester wanted him, Brendan Rodgers, just a few years ago. He stayed and he's going to stay probably now for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think it's a, a brilliant um, piece of business um, by Celtic signing him up in a, a long-term contract that I've always said about Callum McGregor. He was always a good player, but I think since he's taken over the captaincy, he's went up a a level or, or two um, certainly um, without him in the middle of the par- uh, park I think Celtic are a, a weaker team so yep he's. it looks to me if he's going to see out his career at, at Celtic um, and as I said I think it was a, a real good bit of business from Brendan Rodgers making sure he was getting signed up Neil, how does he manage to keep that consistency? Because that's the thing about Callum McGregor isn't it? Year after year he does seem to get better he just gets into that rhythm. Look, he's a top professional, first of all. Um, so he works on all aspects of his game. He's got great football intelligence. And um, like I say, he's coming into the peak now, you know, around about late 20s, early 30s. Um, he's been so consistent. I, I just think, like, you know, he's one of those players, you get an 8 out of 10 every week from him. And every now and again, you get a 9. But people take it for granted sometimes, but it's hard work behind the scenes that gets Callum into this position. And then... Um, he loves football, you know, he lives and breathes it, loves Celtic, obviously, and I look at his playing record, it's exceptional, the amount of trophies that he's won, and he's hungry for more, he's he's a manager's dream, and um, I'm sure the Celtic uh, support will be absolutely delighted with this news. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Give us a call, you can speak to Neil and Barry, 0808 17 17 700, or join the conversation here at the Go Radio Football Show, at Go Football Show. Callum McGregor said this afternoon, delighted, amazing to extend my stay at the club, means so much to me. The success we've had over the past few seasons has cemented that and I feel like we can go up a level and that's obviously why Brendan Rodgers has come here, Barry, to play in the Champions League and for Rangers, since we last saw you a couple of weeks ago, you said there'll be more signings in the next few days. You said watch out for the start of July and you were right. What do you make of the signings in the in the last few days? Well, that's um, six in the door. Yeah. Um and we've just started pre-season, Rangers, so I think he wanted his business done early. Um, Michael Beale and certainly he's done that. And I think, Paul, over the, the, the coming weeks, there'll be another two or three players um, coming in. I think there'll be two or three going out as well. I think they've got to raise a bit of cash. That's been um, 
that's been known. Um, guys like Glenn Kamara, Sholak's been spoken about. I think there's a fair bit of interest in him. So it'll be an interesting next couple of weeks. But Michael Beale says it um, throughout the season that he wanted to do the business as quickly as possible and he's certainly done that. Neil, what do you think of the Rangers signings? You know many of the players. Desires has come in. Yeah. 28-year-old, four and a half million. Yeah, I watched him when he was at Heracles and um, <clears throat> he was leading goal scorer in the Dutch league that season. He's a big, powerful player and um, likes a little bit of technique sometimes. You know, the soft feet, but he's he's a goal scorer. And I think for four and a half million, he could be a, a great bit of business for Rangers. They needed a striker and so they've got one in the building now. Um, as Barry touched on, there may be a few leaving, but I like the look of the business that Rangers have done so far. And Michael's obviously, you know, putting a stamp on the squad now and, and what he, it's really important for him this pre-season, you know, that, and Barry touched on getting the business done early as well, getting the players in is, it's always good. Um, so he can put his own sort of methods and ideas into the players' heads. So you were manager of Celtic, so you were looking at desires for Celtic. Well, he was one of the players that yeah. came up on the, you know, you've you many, many options in that position and uh, Cyril was one of them. Um, he went on to, I think he went to Cremonese for a while. But his goal record's good, you know, and um, he's he's a physical type. He's quick, strong, and uh, he's got a goal in him. So, yeah, for four and a half million, I think that's decent business. We've mentioned him for a few weeks, Barry. Jose Cifuentes, do you think he could be coming to the range? Do you think he will come? Well, it looks that, that that's going to happen in, in the coming days. Um, I've seen a fair bit of footage of him, and I like the look of him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to look good on, on video, yeah. um, but... You hear quite a few people um, singing his praises. Um, and he's another physical presence as well. I look at the signings that Michael's brought in and they're a good size. I think certainly in Scottish football, you need a bit of physicality and that's certainly what his signings are, are going to bring to Rangers. And Danilo, what do you think from Finer could be coming to Ibrox? I'll be an interesting one again, you know. So, like, there's going to be a lot of speculation as always linked with, uh, you know, the two big clubs in Glasgow. Good player. I like Sofentes as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, good technical midfield player, strong, um, covers the ground well. So it's going to be interesting again and exciting for both sets of fans as the week sort of draw in. For for managers, it's it's tough because you want to get the right players in, but that's not always the case. But, you know, so far, so good for both clubs. And there's someone who followed you, Neil. You see Ange Postacoglu there, formerly of Celtic, now of Spurs. And he's the lead story in Sky today because he had his press conference this afternoon. We're going to hear a bit of it shortly. He was asked, you know, controversial from a Scottish point of view, is it a step up going to Tottenham? And he answered it brilliantly. He also said, yeah, he would like Harry Kane. He's a, a Tottenham player and who wouldn't? But I think he... He, he seemed to... I think they enjoyed the press conference, Barry. A lot of people down there saying that he had a bit of humour. He is, is, They're not used to that in recent years at Tottenham. It's been a tough job for any manager in there, but so far, so good. Always enjoyed listening to his pressers. Um, spoke a lot of sense. He came across really well. And I, I watched it this afternoon as well, and I, I'm sure um, the Tottenham fans will be really impressed Um when they get going at the start of the season. I think he'll do a fine job down there. Um, he knows what he wants. He's brought in a few players already, but the main thing for me is he needs to keep Harry Kane. Yeah. He's got to. We'll come back to that shortly. Justin's on the line. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Hi, Justin. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Good evening. Yeah, good, thanks. Yep. Uh, Barry's in the shorts. Optimistic. I see there's a weather warning ahead from the news there and Neil in good form as well. What's... I'm just walking down the street and getting soaked on the way home to this. I don't know about the shorts, Barry. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> um, the, reason, the reason I was phoning and the reason I was speaking is Barry touched on it a minute with the kind of physicality. 
and obviously with two guys on the panel that were known for their physicality at points, let's say. Um, looking at the Rangers team compared to where we were last season, that seems to be a trait that feels going down the road of them. Big, young, powerful players that have also got a bit of faith almost in the kind of Mulder Bassey the way it was a couple of years ago. A lot of the kind of energy and pace seems to be there, but also strength. I don't know where Barisic would fit into that kind of model. Mm-hmm. And it was just to see what the, both the guys thought about that kind of setup. There seemed to be a lot more physical presence in the Rangers team this season compared to what it was even last season. Yeah, Justin, that's what struck me with the, the signings that have come in um, straight away. They're all good players. Um, listen, the proof will be in the pudding when they step on the pitch and, and they play in front of 50,000 Rangers fans. But the one thing about it is that they, they, are, um, they bring a certain quality of physicality, um, no doubt about it. Um, I think that's something that Michael Beale um, wanted to integrate into the, the Rangers team so that that's certainly the biggest thing that's jumped out at me with the, with the signings um, and as I said I think there's going to be another two or three um, coming in no doubt about it and you've got to add Cantwell and, and Raskin into that they, they come in at the end of January and if the six new signings turn out similar to what Cantwell and, and Raskin um, have for Rangers well I think Michael Beale will have done a, a fine job but what do you think of Borna Barisic? Justin made a point. I think he's gonna he's gonna last year his contract. If Rangers don't want to keep him and he doesn't want to stay, then he has to go. They can't allow um, what happened with Morelos and Ryan Kent. I don't think they'll allow it to happen. Um, he's going into the final year of his contract. He's a creation international. He'll be worth a couple of pounds in the, the market. So if um, they've got any doubts and he's got any doubts that he wants to stay at Rangers, I think Michael Beale will, will look to offload him. Neil, what are you thinking about the New Look Rangers and the physicality, the height that they have? Well, it's obviously something Michael's addressed, you know, something that he wanted to bring in. Um, might not have been happy with the overall sort of size of the of the squad in terms of individual bills. And, um, you know, I look at Celtic and I always think of Celtic as a smaller team, you know, fast, you know, quick-footed players. And, you know, maybe that's an area that Michael wants to, you know, be bigger, set players, that type of stuff as an area the to work on but I think they're good footballers as well I, I do like Dowell you know I've, I liked him for a long time and we've touched on Dessers already Lammers is a good player as well so what he's bringing is not only the physicality but he's freshening things up which Rangers really needed you know there's been players there for a long long time who have sort of won a couple of things but drifted a little bit so he's wanting to put his own stamp on it and um, you know I, I think the physicality is important, not just for the Scottish game, but for the European game as well. And we saw that, Neil and Barry, when you were playing against each other and uh, under Martin and Neil, Celtic became a bigger, more yeah, physical we, team. We were massive, you know. I mean, I was one of the smallest, and um, people come up to me and go, God, I didn't realise you were so big, but that's because in the lineup, I was stood next to Bobo Baldy and one <laughs> said, and you and me, I'll be on the other. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a big, big, strong, good team. And we're talking off air. If you look at Man City now, with. Um, you know, the the goalkeeper, three centre-halves, you're all six foot plus. Rodri, six foot. Stones, Haaland. You know, Guardiola's gone from Alves, Messi, Xavi and Iesta to, you know, big boys who can run and who can play. Does that matter? Yeah, I, I think it's so important that you've got to have a physical side to your game. Um, listen, it's it's great that you, you can play good football, but the physical side of the game is a big part of it. Um, and certainly up in Scotland, um, when you go away and play play away from home, at tight pitches sometimes you you need that 
you might need to change the style um, what you're you're used to playing. So I do like the I do like the the way that he's went about his his signing. As I said, that's one of the biggest things that jumped out at me was um, the the physicality that these new signings will, will bring. And Seema as well, he plays out in the wide area. He's a decent size. Um, I don't know if Rangers fans will remember him. He played against Rangers a couple of years ago with Standard Liège. And he certainly looked to part then. So, yep, I, I'm, I'm excited for this season. But listen, the proof is always when you, you step out in that part with the, the, the demands and the expectations that are on your shoulders. And you get five or six minutes. Yeah, to prove I'll give it, I'll give it 10 <laughs> I always say that to players in the room. you've got 10 minutes to, to make sure you start well and if you don't start well the Rangers fans will, will let, um, let you know about it Justin as a Rangers fan what are you thinking about Europe I was away for a few days came back and I saw the headlines yesterday Michael Beal saying we're going to go hell for leather to get into the Champions League so want to do well in Europe um, how much do you care about it because last season you know you did so well against PSV you got into the Champions League but then it went a bit Pete Tong after that, didn't it? It didn't help I you. Think we'll, no, I think we'll... Rangers and Celtic are both clubs that have got a European pedigree behind them. Last season, I think it was a blip. And, and it was surprising everybody, to be honest with you, how we were in most games. And I think that goes back to the kind of physicality. I mean, Neil's obviously right. There's, there's players that have brought in that we can play. And they seem to be good at the, with the ball on their feet. I'd hate to get back to... Massey, but it's a similar yeah. kind of style to him as much as he was a left back or a centre half. He had power, he had pace, he didn't mind even if somebody got by him. He, he fought with fifth and nail to try and get back and win the ball again. He tried to get by him twice, didn't happen. So that seems to be a, a trait. And I think that's what Rangers lacked in Europe is that presence. I think we were too easily pushed off the ball. I think we were too easily walked over in games as opposed to having a bit of fight about it. And what did you th- what did you think when you heard that Brendan Rodgers, well, first, Ange Postacoglu is off and in comes Brendan Rodgers. What, d- what did you honestly feel? Well, there, was a, there was a wee Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz moment with clicking my heels when Big Ange was disappearing down the road. I would have drove him back down there myself, to be totally honest with you. But uh, I had a chat with Big Craig Moore, who's been on the show quite Indeed. a few times, and he, was, he raves about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say, I agree with Barry that as a Rangers fan, he's the first Celtic manager. No offence, Neil. That's on occasion come across very, very well. Um, the way he speaks, he speaks like a Celtic manager, the way obviously Neil did, and Tommy Burns and stuff like that. So it came across very well, and I think he'll, I think he'll be a new Arsene Wenger for them. I think I, that genuinely, that's how much highly I rated him as a as a manager. I thought he'd done phenomenally with Celtic, um, and I think he'll do phenomenally well down there. But um, as I say, that's without the blue tinted specs on, I'm afraid. So I'm back, firmly back on now. Yeah, you're allowed to. Neil, what would you think about that? I was asking him about Brendan, but he did speak there about uh, Ange Postacoglu. How do you think he's going to do at Tottenham? He's got a big job on his hands. <clears throat> Harry Kane has to stay for a start. Although you can rebuild a team if Harry does go. But Harry got 30 Premier League goals last year, which was sort of overshadowed by Haaland's contribution in the league. But where would Spurs have been without Harry's goals? So that's my concern. Uh, if he stays, then you've got to believe that Liverpool will be better next season. You know, Chelsea will be better next season. Newcastle, Manchester United will be better. So he's got a tough job on his hands even to make the top six. You know, they've done a bit of business already. Madison has come in. You know, he's a good player. And it looks like he's going to change the formation as well and go to his 4-3-3. 
Um, listen, he did wonders up here. You know, it was immaculate his management here for the two seasons he was here. Although in Europe, this, this sort of came up a little bit short, which is fine because we're just sort of going back into the Champions League. But he's got a good temperament. I think he's a likable sort of guy and his teams play great football. And I think us, the Spurs fans will be looking forward to that. Justin, final question before the break for you. What's success for you this season? Everyone's looking forward to it. 26 days to go. What would it mean to you? What do you need to do this season? I think Barry will probably agree with me. Trophies of any form um, and some sort of progression in Europe. The league is a must, I think, but to come away trophyless this season would be a cardinal sin. I think last 16 in Europe, ideally Europa League, I would have thought is more a level uh, and similar for Celtic, if I'm entirely honest. Uh, we've got, both got a chance of doing decently, I think, in that competition. Um, but the league and a decent run in Europe, I think, is a, is a must. Barry? I agree with Justin 100%. He's take the words out of my mouth. Trophies the, last year, albeit Michael Beale done a, a fantastic job when he came in at a club like Rangers. If you're not going to win the league, you've got to win the, the Scottish Cup and the, the League Cup. So there needs to be trophies. But your number one in your bread and butter is you have to wrestle the title back off Celtic. Neil? Listen, this is the the cauldron that we live in in Glasgow. You know, in, in other countries, finishing fifth can be seen as a good thing or third. In, in Glasgow, you know, if you finish second, then... It's no good there. And, um, you know, Rangers will want to, you know, at least challenge competitively for the title this year, which they haven't done the previous two years. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Neil, any calls coming in from the Middle East? Would you go? <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's off you, to Saudi. He is, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be an interesting one. I just, you know, I don't know if it's here to stay or not, Paul. It's a bit like, um, I look at China maybe 10, 15 yeah. years ago. I, I know Saudi have got a, like a bottomless pit of money. It's going to be interesting to see how that pans out over the next couple of years. You know, Jota's gone now. You know, Neves yeah. went. I think George Mendes has a big sort of influence on players going out there. Stephen's going out there just to, you know, get his career up and going again in, in management. So, yeah, you'd never say never. You know, I'm sure the money's fantastic, but I just don't know about the standard of it. Barry, were you surprised that... Uh... Jota no, I'm not going to knock somebody for, for going I mean it's, it's life changing I know he's 24 and people are going on about uh, he should have stayed for another 4 or 5 years in British football but the, the money he would have quadrupled his, his salary or even more than that and the level of money that, that Celtic got from if it's correct £25 million they paid £6 million from 12 months ago so I'm not going to knock him that's going to go over to, to Saudi but I'll reserve my judgement on the league but Neil just says there Remember what happened with China? They were throwing everything at it. So um, it's I, I, just difficult to gauge what the standards going uh, to be like at the minute. Yeah. You know, and if it's here to stay, or if it's just a fad that they're going through just to try and profile the country around the world. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Is the answer to be honest? With you. What did you make of Jota's quote? There was a sort of farewell love song almost to the Celtic fans. He said that he hailed the, the wild ride that he had at Celtic. He loved it and said thank you to the Hoops fans and he told them he loved them more than any of his former girlfriends well he mustn't have had a lot of good girlfriends then like I love the Celtic fans more than I love my girlfriends as well to be fair the Go Radio Football Show the countdown to the new season is underway let's go Go Radio Football Show coming live from Glasgow this is Paul Cooney with two top class people and also top class Footballers, two of the best who played here in Scotland in this century. 
Barry Ferguson in the blue corner and Neil Lennon in the green corner. I told you I was speaking to somebody this morning, Connor, a big Rangers fan in at Cafe Gandolfi, and he said, oh, the two of them together in the same studio. I said, yeah, they were in two weeks ago. What they like together? I said, brand new. Brilliant chat, great conversation. And that's the thing, Barry, there's the respect. For 90 minutes, you two would go yeah, out songs. Yeah. I mean, we went across that last time. Yeah. It was a war, but listen, there was always respect before and after, Paul. And and I got that after we were on the show a couple of weeks ago. I was out shopping and, and somebody came up and says, ah, boy, it sounded as if he's got yeah. on all right with each other. And I'm like, that's... That's the norm, don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, but it's crazy the way people think at times. As I said, look, I just wanted to win for Rangers and Lenny wanted to, to win for Celtic. Um, and that's the way it was. Neil, we got brilliant reaction to that programme a couple of weeks ago. But you know, Yeah, OK, it was good. It was good chat. And yeah. we covered a lot of ground in that. You know, you know, back in the day, we had two great teams that we touched yeah. on and all the personnel that were involved in, in both the sides. So, I mean, there were two... You know, high quality teams that, and the games were, you know, relentless. You know, the speed of the games and the quality of the games, and um, you know, there was no quarter given from either side really. And you, you learn to respect that, and you respect each other far more after the games and that. And when you've when you've been done, yep. you go sure. home and you lick your wounds and go, yeah, they were good today. We'll have to, you know, suck that up and then come back better the next time. Do you miss it just now when the teams head off, Rangers away to Germany, Celtic away today, I think, to Portugal? I've never, I never missed a pre-season, Paul. I, I, I didn't like pre-season at all as a player. Yeah. Martin O'Neill always used to say, look, just rest up in the summer. I see a lot of players now mm. still training during the close season. Mm. But, you know, I come back pre-season, you know, and it'd take me a week or two to get into it. And then by September, because of the rest I had... I came on really strong and I got where he was coming from then about resting because you didn't, you know, conscientiously you don't want to rest too long. But I understood why the older I got as well coming into September, October, I was really, really good then, physically. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely hated pre-season. But I've got to bonish with you. It's the most important part of the season. You, want to, you don't want to miss a session and if you, you complete the full pre-season, listen, that sets you up for the rest of the, the, the season, Paul, no doubt about it. Um, it's changed, a lot of it's changed with, with sports science and all sorts in, involved now. Um, Even in the short time since you played? Yep, yeah. yep, definitely. There was a lot more, probably longer running mm -hmm. back, um, back in the day. Um, but listen, it's pre-season, I never look forward to it, but as I said, it set you up for the rest of the season um, if you completed it. But you got to a certain stage, Barry. You know, you knew your own body, yeah. didn't you? And yep. you knew what you needed and what you, you know, and when when enough was enough, you knew what was required for games and recovery and all that type of stuff. Whereas the younger ones are like, they take all the information in from the sports scientists and the fitness coaches because they want to improve. But the older you get, you understand your body a lot better and you know what's required mm. then. Right. Once the season finished, I shut my body off uh -huh. for two weeks completely. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I went away, relaxed. Ate what I wanted, mm -hmm. um, done what I wanted, and then obviously you set yourself up, come back in, you, you done a wee bit. Um, but as you get older, you obviously know your body and you know how it works. And, and managers generally, when you got to that 30 mark or over 30, if you, you wanted to miss a, a session, like a double session, the afternoon session, you would they would leave you out just to make sure that you were fine for the following day. Mm -hmm. 
couple of headlines today. The new Rangers star, Dijon Sterling, signed from Chelsea, under 21. He hasn't travelled to Germany today, Barry, with Rangers uh, for the training camp. He's got a calf injury. Yeah, I've seen it. It's nothing serious. Um, they want him to stay back in Glasgow to make sure he get the, the, the right treatment. Um, so, yep, he'll, he'll be missing. But I, I'm excited to see him. I've seen him in loan last season in the Championship and he can play at full-back or he can play at, at centre-back. He can play in a three. So it'll be interesting to see if Michael Beale maybe change formation um, throughout the season. Neil, big news for Celtic. Cameron Carter-Vickers is back in training, light training, but he's in Portugal. And he wasn't expected back in training, I think, until later in the month or the beginning of August. No, that's good. I mean, he had the, you know, the surgery there. Uh, I think it was before the cup final. So what's that, a month, six weeks down the line now? So, yeah, he'd be well into his recovery now. And um, obviously, they want him out there to be a part around the squad anyway, even if he's not sort of training him in the squad on a daily basis. What do you think is going to happen then? Brendan <laughs> Rodgers is here, Champions League, uh, big news for him, but he's following Ange Postacoglu, a treble last season. Uh, but Champions League will be big. Is there going to be some one or two huge signings? I'm not sure what a huge signing is these days, given yeah. the money in England, I get that. But today they're saying, for example, Man United midfielder Donny van de Beek, we know he's not been getting a game, he was at Everton. Could you see him coming to Celtic? Possibly. His sort of career stalled a bit. He was... You know, outstanding at the Ajax. Uh, the season they got to the semi-final of the Champions League and that really good young Ajax team. You know, he went to United and it, it didn't work out. You know, and he went on loan to Everton and, and that didn't work out either. So he needs a kickstart. You know, maybe Celtic's that place for him. But he's certainly shown he's got the pedigree and you never lose it, Paul. You just sometimes lose your, your confidence or your hunger or your, you lose your way a little bit. And, you know, a player of that calibre, you know, needs a restart and maybe... He's thinking Celtic might be that place to go, but I mean, there's a lot of work to be done in a, in a deal involving that. And people will say, you know, he's on, I don't know what he's on in England. Well, he'd be on huge money. Yeah. Like, you know, let's, let's not beat about the bush here. So, you know, I, realistically, again, if you're talking about your McTominays and your Tierneys and your Van de Beeks, realistically, it'd probably be a loan. And you know, Celtic making a, a contribution towards the wages. I see Celtic made a statement last week after the 25 million coming in for Jota that results will be better than expected. So they had you have to make a, a statement to the stock exchange Change, for yeah. that. Is that good news for Brendan Rogers? I think right? so. Yeah. yeah. Look, Brendan's come here. He, he has talked about Europe, and Champions League is the blue ribbon event. And he will, like we talked about on the previous show. Not many clubs give you the opportunity to manage in the Champions League. So that's a big carrot for Brendan going back. And he will want to make an impact and he'll want to bring some quality players in. It's not just about the money, it's about the quality of the player. Um, not just for the domestic league, but certainly he'll have eyes on the group stage of trying to manipulate getting out of the group or certainly having European football after Christmas. Barry, any thoughts on how he's going to change the team? compared to Ange Postacoglu. We know the way he plays it, there's maybe a bit more build-up. He still, mm -hmm. you know, he likes the high press, but it's different from Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, you, you also want your own players in, and I'm sure he'll, he'll bring in three or four players, no doubt about it. And I think the best time to strengthen is when you're on top. Um, I, I've always said it. I, I said that when I was at Rangers, when we were winning titles. It was always good to see players come through the dressing room door thinking to yourself, you're not hanging about here. There's real competition for places. So I'm sure... In the coming weeks, um, you'll see a few players um, come in at Celtic. I'm coming in after Ange won't face Brendan. You know, he's won trebles already. He's managed over, I don't know, 200-odd games in the Premier League. So 
he has great sort of belief in his own own working and methods. See, Matt O'Reilly came out last week and he was praising Ange, of course, but he was also saying, I'm enjoying the way it is with Brendan Rodgers. He comes in for lunch at Lennox Town, as you know it better than any of us. Um, he sits with them. Ange is a different style, didn't he? Totally different style, yeah. yeah I mean, I think, you know, but listen, I wasn't, wasn't privy to it at Lennox Town, but, you know, Ange would eat, eat alone. That was his way, you know, and he delegated the staff to get on with things, but he would... You know, obviously override everything that was going on. Just because he wasn't there, Paul didn't mean he didn't know what was going on, sure. trust me. Yeah. And Brendan's got a different approach and, you know, touched on different styles. Everyone has their own style. And Brendan will want to implement his style and his philosophy on the the new squad that he's inheriting here. We mentioned earlier to Justin, the Rangers fan, Barry, we talked about Europe. How are you feeling about what Michael Beale was saying? I mean, he was really rallying call yesterday to the Rangers players, the fans looking forward to Europe. Yeah, they, they, they need to try and get into the group stage because it's another 30-plus million into the coffers, Paul. Um, no doubt about it. But it was interesting that I heard... Um, sorry, I watched a, an interview with James Bisgrove and it, even if Rangers didn't get into the Champions League group stage, it wasn't going to affect his his budget. But it's important that a club with the size of, of Rangers as in the group stages of the Champions League. Yeah, in Scotland, we still want ambition in Europe, don't we? It can't just be about winning domestic... Yeah, I think both Rangers and Celtic have got to be looking at least third place in group stage. No no doubt about it. Look, Rangers did really well to qualify last year. Once you're in it, you just got to enjoy it. Sure. You know, you're not going to win it, but certainly you can make inroads in it. All right, it didn't work. They're the group of death, really, with Napoli, yeah. Ajax, Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they beat some good teams along the way, PSV and Unions and Gilliwells yeah, of Belgium. Right. So Michael, if he can negotiate that, that's a big feather in his cap for the you know early on in the season before the you know, the first Celtic game, which we've talked about already, sure. is going to be hugely important for both uh, managers. Neil, I'm just thinking this time last year you were with Ammonia, you won the cup yes. in Cyprus, and you were in Europe and you played Man United. And yeah, ran them so close. We beat Gank of Belgium to qualify mm-hmm. over two games, which was brilliant. You know, it was amazing. And um, yeah. to get into the group stage with Ammonia was fantastic. Although we were definitely the minnows. Yeah, you certainly were, but my goodness. Yeah. What, did you like the competition? So was that Europa League? Europa League, yeah. Season. So that, well, oh, but no, we, we, a, we, we, we were in a Champions yeah. League group, you know, with yeah. Real Sociedad, who were third in La Liga, with Man United and with um, Sheriff Tiraspol, who had beaten Real Madrid the year before. Wow. So yeah. it was great, and a great experience to coach in that level again. I think everyone sort of says, oh, the Conference League, what is that? But if you win the Conference, then, you know, David Moyes and West Ham, that's a trophy that they've never had. It's a long time I, since they won. I'm not sure about it. Oh. You know, I'm still, you know, I went to the semi-final when they beat Altmar and it was great, you know. Yeah. It's like one of these tournaments that you're not really that interested in, but the closer you get to the final, all of a sudden, hey, this is a, this is really important. I'm still to be convinced about the, right. the Conference, to tell you the truth, but um, it may be... Something that'll you know appease the the Saligan Rangers fans if they were to go through to it. Barry, what do you feel? Listen, the pinnacles of Champions League, yeah. Europa League's good. Um, I'm with Lenny in terms of the the conference. I'm 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 not too too sure about it. But listen, that was West Ham's first trophy in 47 years. Yeah. Back in our day, right? <laughs> if you didn't qualify for the Champions League, it was called the Consolation Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Scottish yeah. press used to hum if you didn't get through. That's how. You, cut through sure. was back then and that's the Europa League we were talking about you so know? it's this one yeah. so like <laughs> when we got knocked out by Basel yeah. we'd know we're a million miles away from thinking we're ever going to get to the final and you end up doing that so that was great I'm just not convinced on the, the quality of the Conference League as a, a major European tournament I mean you, you look at the final 
mean, what, what did the stadium hold? 20,000? Tiny. It was crazy. I mean, for a, sure. a European yeah. final, yeah. Um, you've got to be looking at getting a stadium at least fifty or 60,000. Um, so that that's something that, that I didn't um, enjoy about it. But listen, in terms of being in Scotland, both Rangers and Celtic have got to make sure they're in the group stages of the Champions League. They're saying that Roma boss, uh, Jose Mourinho, who wanted to go into the record books, uh, but he didn't win just a few weeks ago but he's looking for Scott McTominay I know it's this time of year so I like him Paul uh-huh. I really like McTominay um, I'm surprised that Man United are letting him go um, I think he's been excellent for Scotland I think he struck up a brilliant partnership with Callum McGregor and um, John McGinn in there and listen I'm, I'm not surprised I mean I know Roma are interested but I'm sure there'll be a plenty of Premier League teams interested in Scott McTominay He's been amazing for Scotland, hasn't he, Neil? Oh, he's been superb, yeah. yeah. I mean, in all the Creek games. Um, and Mourinho really liked him when he was at Man United as a kid. He liked his um, his talent and obviously his professionalism as well. And he will, you know, have a few suitors. I don't think it's gone brilliantly for him at Man United on a consistent basis. Um, and Man United are obviously looking to push through for the Premier League. So it may be an opportunity for Scott to go and play regular football somewhere else but he's a, he's a, he can come again like you know I'm not saying he's not good enough for Man United I think at his stage of his career he needs to be playing week in week out now I don't know if he's going to get that at Man United Can I throw two names at you Kieran Tierney what's the latest we haven't seen each other for uh, two weeks the three of us but nothing's really changed has it it doesn't sound as though he's not going to be a regular starter is he this coming I, season I can't believe he's not a regular starter at Arsenal if I'm being honest with you you know my feelings on yeah. him I, I think he's a top class player at left back I love the fact he can play in a, a three what he does for the national team I think he's got everything he's a throwback for me Kieran Tierney um, and I'm surprised that Mikel Arteta hasn't started him in, in more occasions than, than he has but um, I know he's had a few injuries a few niggly injuries but for me I think Kieran Tierney's a top class player Neil you must know what's going to happen No I, I, I don't you know I, I would imagine he'll go I don't know where yet, but I would imagine he'd go because he will want to play. And he's he's at that age again. We touched on Callum earlier. He's in his mid-twenties. He's got the best years in front of him and he'd want to play on a regular basis. It's all about opinions, Paul, at the end of the day. Arteta last season thought Zinchenko was better suited to the way he wanted to play. Not for me. I would have, right, Tierney, yeah. oh, I, I would have Tierney. I think he's a far superior defender for a start. Probably, we know all his qualities and his strengths. It just is those little niggle in- injuries that sort of derail his, his season sometimes, but he's a class player. He's world-class. And that's partly because he gives so much, isn't it? He, he, oh, he's, yeah. he's, like, he loves a tackle. That's yeah. what Barry was talking about, you know, a throwback. Mm-hmm. He goes in full-blooded, yeah. you know, and it's great to see. But he loves to get up and down the, the lane. You know, he, he's got great energy and great athleticism and great strength. I just think he needs to play week in, week out now, and he'll want that as well for himself. Could Brendan bring him to Celtic for a year well, on, like, on loan? Again, realistically, is that going to happen? I don't know. You know, the wages will be huge. Um, I, I think the only way they could do it, Barry, would be alone. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be good news for Rangers, would it? No, as I said, he's a, he's a player that um, I enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, he's fully committed. Um He's at a brilliant age. I think he's got he's got more to come as well. Yeah, um, of course he does. You read. And if he becomes available in the open market, yeah. listen, uh, the, all the top clubs will be after him. And for Scotland as well, it's important. No matter who you are, you have to be playing. I, I think he's the type of character that he'll go in and chat the door and say, look, have I got a, a chance of playing? If he's not, I think he'll, he'll look to go elsewhere. 
listen, if, if I was him and I had his ability, I'd be going, uh, if I'm not playing next year, I'm going to go and play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm good enough to play somewhere else and I don't want to be sitting on the bench week in, week out. Going to ask you about Calvin Bassey next. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Paul Kinney with Neil Lennon and Barry Ferguson. Lots of your calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Or join the conversation at Go Football Show. Speaking to somebody the other day, Barry, who was saying, it, lived down south, is tuning in now. Doug, Doug and Karen, loves his football, big Arsenal fan, lives down south. And he what said, did he say about Kieran Tierney? About Kieran Tierney. Uh, he loves him. Mm-hmm. He really, really likes him. And he's disappointed that he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Um, as I said, every time I've watched Arsenal and Kieran Tierney's been playing, he's had a, a um, an excellent game. Um, but listen, it's all about opinions. Yeah, that, that's that's the problem. Arteta likes a maybe a, a more how could a technic, technical yeah, right. based yeah. footballer, and that's um, listen. I I think Kieran Tierney's really good with the ball at his feet as well. But what he is is he's a a real good defender. Um, but again, listen. All managers have got different ways of thinking and they fancy different players so we'll just need to wait and see what happens um, with Kieran Tierney over the coming weeks. Arteta likes to play the inverted fullback. Right. You know like the way like um, Man City play it. So Pep wasn't sure about Cal Walker playing in that position so he ended up playing sort of right centre-half. Kieran, <clears throat> he prefers Sinchenko over Kieran in that midfield sort of inside position yeah. um, and that's as Barry touched on it's all about opinions at the end of the day could Kieran play in that position has he got the soft enough feet maybe not yet but eventually I think he could adapt he could play left centre half as well in any team for me but um, I think he'll have to go I think he's going to have to go we're lucky for Scotland aren't we having Andy oh. Robertson and Kieran Tierney we spoke I about think them two the of them play brilliant yeah. so they. together I mean you watch it if Kieran Tierney for the, the, the lefty a, a, a three sometimes he's, he's down at the touchline crossing balls in but you watch Andy Robertson tucks in so they've got a real good understanding between each other um, but listen we're, we're blessed with, with two top fullbacks and we've got another cracker uh, than, than Aaron Hickey yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he's yeah. he's going to be unbelievable um, I just love him he's got a just something about him. I enjoy watching him play. He's obviously, as a young kid, went across to Serie A, done really well at Bologna, got a big move to um, Brentford. Um, and if he carries on in the same manner, he's going to move to one of the top clubs. You reckon he'll go even further? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he's well fancied by a lot of the top clubs mm-hmm. now as well. And What I've noticed this year, he's played right back as well for Brentford, or even right wing back, which again, like, is tremendous for... Someone of that he used to be able to be pro- proficient on the left and on the right. He's so comfy with both feet as well. If you watch him, he'll take the ball with his left. He'll go and ping it with his left foot. He can do the same with his right. He, he's just—he's a joy to watch, a young man. What about Lewis, your nephew, Lewis Ferguson? Mm-hmm. Have you seen him? Is he parli italiano? Is a child? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not fluent, but he's—he's he's learning the language. Mm-hmm. And he's a brilliant first season, Paul. Yeah. Um, going over there, he scored a, a few goals. He's became an important player for Bologna he stood out in a few games of every time that, that they're on the TV I, I try and watch him and he's certainly impressed and if he continues again in the same manner as he did last season well I think he'll get a big move Napoli? Well it's been muted Napoli, Juventus um, so fair play to him um, and I, I take my hat off to any young man going to a different country 
it's hard to adapt. You go away with it yourself. You've not got your family with you, but he's he's handled the situation brilliantly and he's done the business on the pitch. Neil, what did you think? Because your teams came up against him a number of times. Oh, he's a good player. Yeah. And the other thing is with Lewis is he's he's got a goal in him for midfield, which is <clears throat> excuse me, a precious commodity. Mm -hmm. And you don't get many goals in Syria because you know defence comes first. So he's popped up with I don't know six, seven goals from midfield this season. That's a great return. It's brilliant that he went out there. We mentioned Calvin uh, Bassey just yeah. before the break. Barry, what do you reckon? There's uh, reports that he could be coming to England from Ajax. Yeah, I seen that Brighton. Um, I think he had a, a brilliant season for Rangers. Listen, I think he came up a boy and left a man. No doubt about it. Um, I spoke to a few people. He was so dedicated to the, his, uh, his game. He worked so hard, stayed behind, done extra. And listen, that showed on the pitch. I thought he was he was excellent for Rangers. And and obviously they get top dollar for him, 20 plus million pound. Um, it's not worked out as well as he thought it would over in, in Ajax. Um, but listen, he's he certainly got the qualities. And one thing about him, he's a real physical play, uh, presence. He's a left side defender. You don't get many of them about either. So, yep, I think he could go down playing the Premier League. Yeah, and Brighton, their recruitment policy over the years has been outstanding. Um, Calvin, in the Euro run, um, I thought he was outstanding in the games. And, um, you know, Barry touched on the left side, but he's he's quick, athletic, and, you know, gives you good balance in the, in the back two or a back three. So, would he, if he went to Brighton, That'd be a great move for them because they're on the up. You know, they're, they're a club that are really forward thinking and they've got smart people in the background running the place. They sure are. wonder who, who do you think is going to win in England this coming season? You know what? I'm loath to say yeah. Man City. You know, I'm loath to say it. You who know, could you argue against? You know, <clears throat> Well, it's difficult because, yeah. you know, in the end of our worthy winners, you know, yeah. you just wonder how much, you know, mentally and physically the season took out of them. You know, you could see what it did to Liverpool yeah. who were in all four competitions the previous yeah. year. Mm -hmm. And I want to see the likes of Liverpool and Newcastle and, and Man United, you know, really challenge alongside Arsenal. Barry, can anyone... Well, they can challenge Man City. Arsenal did last season, but can anyone overtake them for the title? It's going to be tough. Um, listen, they're, they're a brilliant team to watch, no doubt about it. The, the final, I thought, was probably their poorest performance. Um, but they found a way, and that's the difference in Guardiola's teams over the last couple of years. Um they find a way when they're not playing the beautiful football. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be tougher the clubs to take it off Man City. But I think it's going to be a lot closer because I think the clubs round about Man City are going to strengthen. Tottenham's new manager, the head coach, he met the media. They met him for the first time in England today. Huge press conference, wasn't it? I see Sky had it on live for a while. Um, let's hear a bit of it. When he was asked by someone coming from Celtic to Tottenham, is it, is it a step up? I don't know about step ups. I mean, I had the same question when I got to the SPL, but I've coached their World Cup, so I've coached it, you know, um, in different leagues. I think every challenge is the same, to be honest, because it's relative to the competition you're in. Is this going to be a massive challenge? Absolutely. But, you know, Celtic was a massive challenge. I mean, I know people sort of say that, you know, in Scotland, you, you know, if you're Celtic, you can finish, you know, you're either going to finish first or second, but second is last. Second, I'm not in the job. You have to finish first. So, you know, that's irrespective of kind of what outside thoughts are, there's still a demand there. And it's not just about winning, it's a manner in which you win as well. You know, what other people perceive as a step up in level, you're working with also better players and you know, bigger organisation, more resources. So all those kind of things are relative. So I, I don't dismiss any success at any level for anybody. 
in life, you know, because as I said, I guarantee you even the lowest levels of what we perceive, whether that's football or life, somebody is grafting to be successful against the relative competition. So I've never seen it as a step up, I just see it as a new challenge for me. Barry answered it well, didn't he? He, he did, but let, let's be honest, Tottenham aren't bigger than Rangers or Celtic. What, what they're in a bigger league, a better league, um, with bigger finances, bigger wages, um, bigger budgets. That, that's the problem that Rangers and Celtic have got. Um, but listen, as I said, he impresses every time he, he speaks to the media and he, he sure gave a good answer there. Neil, what do you think of what he said there in the general performance today? No, he, he is right. Everything you do in, in coaching is relative to your, your own specific job. So you could be trying to avoid relegation, you could be trying to make a playoff position, you could be trying to win a cup, you could be trying to win a title. So it's all relative. And the pressure is relative as well. So, you know, the step-up question is loaded question and I think he, he avoided that one really well. Um, he's, he's, there's no question he's going playing in a, or competing in a better league. But the competition is going to be so much more um, <clears throat> high quality than, than what he was used to in Scotland. And there's also that, and he'd be aware of that, you know, he's not going to win every week or every other week, you know, the way he did up here with Celtic as well. But it'll not phase him, you know, managing Celtic or Rangers is a huge amount of pressure. And I think going down to England, you know, that pressure will still be there, but it'll not be as, you know, as claustrophobic for him. And I think he's, he'll enjoy it, but I don't think... I think he's got a big job on his hands to get them into the, the top tier of that division this year. I just thinking as players, you did it the opposite way. You came from Leicester, so playing at the top yes. in England into Celtic. And for you, Barry, you were at the top with Rangers. And then, you know, you went to Blackburn um, and then Birmingham in the top division. Was it different mindset, the fact that you weren't expected to win every week? Yeah, it was strange at times. I've got to be honest with you. If you, you, you drew a game, you come off and you get... Um, you never get absolute pelters. Oh, yeah. um, and that's what I found strange. Up, up here, listen, it's all about winning. If you draw, it's no good enough. If you lose a game, it's an absolute disaster. Um, and that's something that I found I found tough, if I'm being honest with you, because you're brought up in the pressure of, of playing at a Rangers. Lenny will say the same about Celtic. Um, and yeah, but I did find it um, difficult. And um, But listen, it's just one of the things when you play up here, the, the pressure and the demands that are put on you, it's um, no player or manager will ever have the same if they go elsewhere. A draw, a draw's not a good result up here, is it, no, for either team? No. Whereas, you know, down the road, if you're a you know, decent-sized club, like yeah. a Blackburn or a Leicester, you get a draw away from home, you're quite happy with happy that. Days, you yeah. know, but if you're not winning here week in, week out, then it's not acceptable. And, it's interesting here and Barry how did you react to the other players then when they were happy with the draw when you first went down it's weird isn't it yeah I, I must have fell out <laughs> yeah. I thought it was crazy yeah, at times of course yeah because then you're that to, used to you are. Yep. Yeah. exactly that's the thing that I found tough to to get my head around if I'm being honest with you the only draw that was acceptable was probably when you played each other yeah you are driven here right you're, the expectation is so high you know it's sometimes it's unrealistic but that's the, the bar that the fans expect you to try and reach week in, week out. And um, <clears throat> it's not the same environment that other in other cities and other divisions. But up here, it's like, I think Ange touched on it, you finish second, you're out of a job. Mm. He was asked today, you know, what, part of that was, we heard him there, uh, well, in Scotland, I know people say there's only two teams, but you can't come second, you have to come first. And if you do come second the following season, you have to win something. 
Yeah, that's the way it is up here. I, I think if Tottenham finished in the top six this season coming, I think they've had a brilliant season. Well, we, we were talking about it off air. Um, Austin Villa finished seventh. Mm-hmm. They qualified for the conference and their fans were going crazy. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're brought up in this environment, you're like, what are you celebrating for? You know what I mean? Seriously. It's either first year or 15th. And when new players come in, sometimes they, 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 at half time, you're coming in and say you're drawing at half time when you're playing at home and the fans are pff, on you. They're like, that. Well, what's going on here? We've still got another 45 minutes, but that's what I always say to them. You've got 10 minutes and if you don't start the game well enough, they're going to be on top of you. That's just the way it is up here. It's never changed. Mm. You know, I've been around this, Barry's been around it longer than me. I've been up here for 25 years and the demands never change. It never will. No. That's what makes it special. Yeah, exactly. And that's, for me, it moves you mm-hmm. into a winner. You know, if you can thrive in this environment, as a, you know, you can thrive anywhere. Is there nothing like it? So after you'd left, you were at Forest. No, nothing like well. it. No, yeah. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't adjust at all. I was 36 anyway, and I was coming to the end of my career. You know, and I had a, a nice opportunity to go and play in League One, and but I'd been playing with Nakamura six months yeah. earlier, and Oli Boric yeah. and all that in the Champions League, and the, the the come down was massive. But even if it had gone to a Premier League club, it still wouldn't have been the same. You know, nothing touches it. Nothing touches it. Even uh, though you put, in, yeah. in our day, right, you're on edge every week. So if Rangers kicked off at half twelve on a Saturday, you knew you had to win at three o'clock on a Saturday. Otherwise, psychologically, the whole Landscape changes yeah. in, in one afternoon. Going to take the news, going to break for that, and then we're back. More calls 0808 17 17 mm. 700. Neil Lennon and Barry Ferguson. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go. It's the Monday night special with Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and Neil Lennon here in the studios in the heart of Glasgow. 0808 17 17 700. Or join the conversation at Go Football Show. And thanks for making the switch over 7 million downloads, Barry. It's getting bigger and bigger. Yep, it sure is. Um, enjoy working here on the show, Paul. We love working with you. And it's great to have Neil on the other week and again today. Neil, we can't help but thinking that you'll probably be back in management. Young manager, still relatively young and keen to get back in. And this is an unusual day today. You know, everyone's back training, going in the, the summer tours, getting ready while well, the training camps and you're not doing it. So we talked about it as a player. Uh-huh. What's it like as, as manager? This must be an exciting day. And also you think, you know, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've all your preparations in place where, <clears throat> you know, in terms of what your training program's going to be over the next four to six weeks, your games. So it's a it's a general build-up from, you know, the level of quality in, in the opposition up to, particularly for Celtic and Rangers, you know, you want a top-quality game maybe a week before the season starts. You know, going into for for Michael will be the the European qualifiers. You know, for Brendan will be the start of the league. So yeah, it's um, your head's full of a lot of things, a lot of plans, a lot of uh, conversations, a lot of meetings with the staff, and obviously the players. And then the other side of that, Paul, is you're doing the recruitment side as well with your recruitment team, and that that, that takes a lot up of your time as well, obviously. Rangers have done it well, haven't they, for this season, Barry? You said months ago they will do it early, and they are, and there might be another couple to come in. Yeah, I mean, bringing six players in for the start of pre-season, I think, is um, brilliant business. They've obviously worked hard behind the scenes, Paul. I think as soon as the January window closed, I think they were on the, the case with the, the six that they've, they've brought in. Um, and Lenny will tell you, it's not just 
the case of you just go to a club and you buy a player you've got agents to deal with you've got to agree a transfer fee there's a lot of hurdles you've you've got to go over before you get the deal over the over the line but to bring six players in at this stage um, I think it's really good business and I think Michael Bale will be delighted with that I'm going to ask Barry and Neil in the next 30-40 minutes who goes from Rangers who do you think will be sold and for Neil for Celtic as well who might come in or where will the new manager Brendan Rodgers strengthen and who might go from Celtic as well we'll find out what you think in the next 30 minutes we're going in the lines though Reagan is on good evening Reagan Oh, it's good to be on. Thank you for having me on. Great to hear from you. How are you doing? What are you thinking? What's your, your question for Barry and Neil? I just wanted to uh, say to Neil, it's great to hear you. Uh, it's great to hear you on Go Radio. But no, I just wanted to ask you about Brendan. See, in terms of going back for Brendan, um, see, in terms of his approach, do you think you've changed a little bit of things he did during his first spell or do you think he'll try and be pretty similar? No, I think um, it's a good question. I think and certainly in terms of Europe, Regan, he'll want to be maybe a little bit more pragmatic in his approach to those games. And obviously he's had um, you know, three or four years in the in the Premier League with Leicester where you know, over that time he was quite flexible playing a back three or a back four. So you may see that being introduced to Celtic, you know, sort of, um, it's pretty similar to what, you know, Man City and Arsenal are doing with a back three and, yeah. and, and two sort of number sixes. Or he may go with his familiar 4-3-3. Four, four, but he will be flexible, you know, during the season and even during games where, you know, if if he feels that the formation isn't going the way he wants it to, he'll, uh, he'll be quite happy to change things as he goes along. What would you like to see, Regan? Yeah, I think in terms of uh, Brendan, I've said on this uh, show before, so I think Brendan is very aware that Celtic need to improve in Europe. I mean, obviously, Neil knows about how to get Celtic uh, to the last 16 in Europe, and I think that'll be a big uh, target for Brendan as well. I don't know if Neil agrees, because obviously, since Neil did the previous day against Barcelona, Celtic have not had many big nights. No, I think you're right. I think um yeah, I think that's one of the, the reasons why he came back, Regan, was the, the lure of the Champions yeah. League. And I do think he wanna <clears throat> you know, he's he's fiercely driven, Brendan, and he you wanna leave, you know, his mark on, on the Champions League this time and improve Celtic's consistency and performances in the Champions League, you know, over the next three years. Barry, can you see more another striker coming in, at least one at Celtic? Kyogo's signed a long term deal and that's Maeda as well. Yep. Um, a long term deal yeah I think that's an area where he'll, he'll look to strengthen in the forward line um, yeah and it'll be interesting to see how actual how much because there's been a lot of talk about um, a 30 million pound to spend or whatever but I, I can see um, a number of new faces coming in at Celtic because Brendan's a new manager he want his own um, he want to st- um, stamp his own authority on on the team. So yeah, I think the forward area, but I think all over the pitch, he'll look to strengthen. And the height, the physicality of that, Celtic. That's one thing. If you look at Celtic, that they, they are um, a small team, no doubt about it. You take Starfelt and Carter Vickers um, out the team. They're, they're pretty much um, quite a small team. So that that's one area where he may look to to strengthen in terms of bringing a a bit more of a physical presence similar to what Michael Beale's done at 
done at Rangers. Apart from your big pal, your old goalkeeper. You oh, know, well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, big, big Joe's obviously. Big, yeah. A fair size, yeah, a man. Um, he's a big unit, sure. and he's been a <laughs> he's been a good sign. And that's another thing about Joe. I, quite, I hear quite a few Celtic yeah. fans criticise him. I think Big Joe's done excellent since he's come in at Celtic. He was asked the other day about it's the last year of his contract, and he spoke about that. To prove difficult for me to say at this kind of time in my career, I've I've said it. I've been consistent. I've absolutely loved being here. I've loved not being in that part of my career where I'm always trying to think of a the chess moves of if I do this, I'm going to get there. And if I do that, I'm going to get there. I don't think about any of that. I just, I'm just loving being in the moment. I'm loving representing this club, kind of the other end of the, of the, the business side and the politics of it. And I'm literally here to just do my best. And then, you know, things will work themselves out as they go. But I'm just looking to enjoy and, like I say, give back to a club that's been so good to me. Uh, Reagan, what about Jota? What do you feel? He's given you so many highs over the past two years. Yeah, I mean, Jota, uh, I think he was a fantastic player, Paul. But I think when uh, I think when Saudi Arabia say 25 million, that's something that he's going to take up because it's life-changing money and it's a great opportunity for him. But he's been a great player for us. And as long as Celtic reinvest that in the squad, then I think there's no problem with it. Uh, I, I, and I think, I think Brendan's the perfect man to do that. I've got a quick, I've got a quick question from you as well. See, in terms of you going abroad, Neil, do you think that has changed you? Um, maybe opened you up as a manager to say, wait, wait, and maybe going abroad. But do, do you think it's the? Uh, do, do do you think it's made you improve? Made you improve as a manager? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really in, enjoyed the the experience of coaching in a different country and a different culture. And obviously, again, we had the. European run which we touched on and it's great going yeah. up against these teams but you know, even in a country of Cyprus you've got all different types of coaches from around Europe you know Serbia and uh, Spain uh, Montenegro and, and Denmark and, um, and and Norway Henning Berg was out there who, who you'll know uh, so it was you know really good coming up against all these different sort of tactical approaches to the game uh, I really enjoyed that side of it and I learned a lot Regan yeah so I would uh, not be averse to obviously going abroad again, and I would recommend it to any other you know coaches who are out there who maybe aren't getting a you know a run at it in the UK. There's it's a big wide world out there, and um, there's lots to learn as well. Do you wish both of you you played <clears throat> abroad? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. I actually had a chance at one stage towards uh, the end of my career at the Celtic to go to Levante in Spain, um, but I, I ended up turning it down. Like why? You know. I just don't know. Yeah. I was sort of th- thirty-five, and I got a, another year on my contract with Celtic, and um, I just thought, felt you know, with what Celtic were still offering yeah. and the opportunities in European football, it was you know better the devil on you than the devil it didn't. Barry, you had opportunities. Were you tempted to go abroad? Yeah, I, I was. It's a question I get asked quite a lot, Paul. I, I had a number of opportunities: uh, Spain and Italy, um, MLS uh, as well. That MLS was more towards. The, the end of my mm-hmm. my, my career, um, but listen, I, I was lucky. I mean, I, I played at the club that I supported as a boy and won many trophies, and obviously played down the Premier League. So I'm happy enough uh, with the the career um, that I had. But it's something that I always think about if I get asked the the question, what it would uh, what it would have um, been like to go and sample a a different culture. Um, 
but no, listen, I just decided my, my, I had a young family at the time as well and I didn't want um, I didn't want to uproot them. Um, so I decided to stay in Britain. Sometimes it's difficult to leave the UK though because mm. it's just got yeah. so much on offer. Yeah. You know, it's a great football and culture here in England and Scotland and it's hard to give up sometimes. What do you feel about Ruben Nevis going so young and also mm. Jota? And I'm not looking to have a go at Jota. It's a huge amount of money, but to go at that age... I mean, he's so young, I suppose, that he could have a couple of years there and then maybe come back to Britain or, you know, one of the top clubs in Europe as well. You have to remember, these players, their careers are managed now, Paul. Yeah. You know, so there's a, they're, they're, they're basically managed by the agencies. That we're going to take you here. You're going to do a couple of years. You know, hopefully you do well and we move you on. Have they not got a say? Um, well, if you're getting over 100 grand a week, um, it's difficult to turn that down anyway. But he's made that decision, I'm sure, with the backing of his of his agency, you know, and certainly have got a, a huge profit out of it. Whether it's from a footballing perspective, good for Jota remains to be seen. We talked about it earlier. We don't really know what the culture and the landscape's going to be like out there until we see it up and running. Really, Neves was a surprise for me. He's a top top player. He's gone there for fifty million, but I mean, the, the money, the wages must be astronomical for him to turn down maybe a move to Spain rather than Saudi Arabia. Barry, it's not going to change the hierarchy. There was, it's not going to become, you know, England's the, the best league in the world, isn't it? And then it's La Liga, probably, Bundesliga. Yeah, but they, they, even the Premier League can't compete with mm. the Saudis with, with the, the transfer fees they're willing to pay and obviously the, the, the salaries. Um, and I'm not going to knock a player that, like in terms of a, a Jota, some people won't be happy with it, but I mean, the, the, the type of money that's spoken about, 190 grand a week, and that's tax free. Um, it's it's life changing amounts of money, and also the you've got to remember the fee that Celtic got. Yeah, sure. I mean they paid six million pound from last summer. That's nineteen million pound profit in twelve months. Um, so it's good business from from that side as well. Neil, how much will go to the manager then if it was 20, <laughs> if it was twenty five to thirty million? Am I hearing fifty over there? I don't know. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I'd say there'll be a budget set in place already. You know, despite the job yeah. moving on. Sure. Got the you know Champions League money, and obviously they made a profit with Jada, but they'll have been you know quite fluent in the in the financial side of things for a while now, Celtic. So I would imagine Brendan will have a, a few quid to yeah. spend. Frimpong, there might be some money coming. Mm. Again, I'm going to bring you back in, but I see Jeremy Frimpong was saying about how good you were with him and how you helped to develop him. Well, he was. Uh, I mean, I saw him play at Lennox Town in the bounce game, and I just really liked him. And um, you know, we got him for three hundred grand, and he, he was just. Brilliant, you know, he really burst into the team. Great enthusiasm, but great speed, great quality, you know, going forward. Still needs to work on his game defensively a little bit, but, um, you know, he took a gamble going out to Germany. Did mm -hmm. He's done brilliantly, Paul. And now, you know, there's a lot of suitors out there for him. So, yeah, I wish him well. He's a great kid. Do you speak to each other? Then again, yeah. you know, but um, what, what you do is, you know, you keep an eye on their career mm -hmm. because you take a little bit of sort of pride in it and a little bit of interest in it. It's a similar story with Bassey. He was the same amount of money. Yeah. Um, they were struggling to find their, their way down south. Um, obviously, Rangers took a chance on Bassey. Lenny took a chance on Fringpong. And look at two of them. They've, they've made huge profits for both Rangers and, and Celtic. Um, and it looks to me if they're going to move back to the, the English Premier League. Well, it just shows you they're out there, Barry, yep. as well. Yeah. You know, these, sure. these little nuggets are still out there. 300 can... grand. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean... 
you know, it's not a massive gamble at 300 mm, grand, sure. but you're hoping, like, you know, you'll turn into a good player. I didn't realise how good he was going to turn in, in to be. I've seen him a couple of times because you, you see the Bundesliga on Sky Sports and he's he's been he's been outstanding for Leverkusen. Mm. Let's be honest, and there's no surprise that there's a, a number of clubs after him now. Do you not think it's strange, Reagan, that Neil hasn't got another club yet? I think there have been some offers. I don't know, I've not asked him. Yeah, there have. So, yeah, there sure. has been offers, yeah, yeah but so, just not for me at the, at the right yeah. time. And I don't want to take a job just for the sake of it. However, yeah. you know, the longer you're out, the more difficult sometimes it can yeah. be to get back in. But at the minute, I'm okay. He's just waiting in Saudi. <laughs> yeah. That would be a difficult one. I read a really good article, Stephen McGowan, that we know, mm -hmm. the great sports journalist, and he'd worked for a little while, and he said in the Daily Mail last weekend that he didn't enjoy it when he went there and there were some restaurants you couldn't eat in, and uh, he did not enjoy that experience. But right. maybe it's opening up more and more. I think they'll want to become... Look, if they're going to make a hit in, in world football, they have yeah. to sort of adapt, put it that way. Not, not sure. change, but certainly adapt. And... With these, you know, big names going out there, maybe yeah. there have been assurances for these guys that their quality of life will be the same. Remember, footballers are, are human. They've got to have a social yeah. life. They've yeah. got to enjoy a the bit experience. of time off. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. As I say, I'm reserving my judgment on the league. Is it going to still be the same in a year's time or two years' time? I'm a Barry on this. Yep. I refer back to the China thing again, you know, where it was... Mm -hmm. Drogba was going out there, you know, Tevez was going out there for mm -hmm. astronomical amounts of money and... They ended up the Chinese league, I think, went bankrupt, or a lot of the clubs went bankrupt mm -hmm. anyway. I'm not sure that's going to be the case in Saudi Arabia, Paul, but I'm just yeah. wondering is it a fad and is the interest still going to be there in three or four years' time? Regan, we've got two former top players here who didn't enjoy a social life at all Barry Ferguson <laughs> and Neil Lennon. <laughs> um, Regan. I found a way to have yeah. one. <laughs> <you worry? laughs> Regan, more Scots go to football games than any other country in the world. You know, our league is the best supported yeah. per capita by the number of people we have here. You love your football. You love Celtic. You love Scotland. What are you feeling about Rangers for this coming season? Because they've made quite a few signings there. You know, Michael Beale, first full year. I'm bringing it round to you. How are you feeling about this year and the threat from Rangers? I think it's going to be a... I think in terms of Rangers, Paul, it's going to be a very difficult, cha a very difficult challenge. Um... I think, uh, as much as I don't like to say it, Barry, I think uh, Rangers have recruited pretty well. And I think that, um, in terms of Michael Beale, I think he proven last year that, 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 that he's a very good manager because um, I think I said on the show that he got something like 93 points, which, which, which would have won like, the majority of the season's gone past. So I think when you look at it from that point of view, I think people are maybe saying that the Rangers didn't do, do too well, but obviously Neil and Barry know that second in Glasgow means nothing. So, but, I mean, obviously people are going to judge that, but I think in terms of Michael Beale, I think the challenge will be very good. Yeah, Michael, no, listen, the pressure's on. He, he'll know he'll be under pressure because he's been backed, um, certainly in the market. I know a few of these have been free transfers um, but he spent a bit of money and I'm sure he'll spend a bit more money in the coming in the coming weeks um, but he knows that he needs to win trophies um, and, and they need to try and wrestle their trophies back off Celtic because they're the ones that are on top the now um, they were the best team last season nobody can argue about that but it's a new season new players um, and Michael Beale knows that he needs to hit the ground running as quickly as possible he has to beat Celtic yeah he did everything else but mm. that and that's the most important thing mm. you know in Glasgow the yeah. psychology of it the fallout from it the scrutiny from it and Michael will know that 
uh, his, performance, his results were good, his stats are good. I don't know about the style of play because I don't I haven't seen enough of Rangers to have an opinion on that. Barry would be more versed than that. But, you know, as Regan touched on, 92 points would win you the league in a few other years, but it didn't. So he has to start beating Celtic in the big games that matter. I hear that he works night and day. He's one of these guys who just eats, breathes. Paul, we all do. That's what I was going to say as managers. We all do. You're off-scene players, you come back. We all do. I mean, I think Michael's on the tuning ground a lot. You know, some managers tend to delegate that but they'll do millions of other stuff behind the scenes but we all live and breathe it 24-7 Michael's no different yeah. to anybody else in that regard and you were on the tracksuit all the time Neil weren't you you were in the tra- <laughs> you know, in the, on the training ground yeah I was out there every day yeah, yeah. if there's something I didn't like I would step in mm-hmm. but I'd leave the you know because always worry if you hear your voice too much it loses its impact O'Neill was big on that you know the psychology of that yeah. side of things well, Martin didn't say too much and then we'd come in and... No, you'd see him on a Friday and a Saturday when, when, when really that's where it all boils down to is three o'clock on a Saturday. Walter. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's like Walter, <laughs> Advocat and McLeish. Um, they kind of come in the day before or two days before at times um, to go through a bit of shape and set pieces. That's when you heard the gaffer speak. Pretty, but, pretty good, eh? Pretty good managers, by the way. Not half, eh? Pretty good. Yeah. Fantastic. And Regan, final word, Scotland, you excited? This time next year, we'll hopefully have been to Germany. Hi, Paul. I think we're going to be in Germany, and I think Steve Clark's done a tremendous job. And I think hopefully I'll get to be there and Scotland can do its play because we've got some great players like John McGinn, McGregor, McTominay. So, yeah, I think in terms of Celtic, I think Celtic are doing very well. And in terms of Scotland as well, I think Steve Clark's. A very, very good manager. So, no, I think everything's doing well here, Paul. Barry Spracken's the Deutsch next year. We'll be, we'll be there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm more than confident Scotland are going to be there. Listen, I, I'm enjoying watching Scotland. I think Steve Clark's built a, a real good squad. There's a real togetherness about them. And also, remember, we've got some real quality players. Mm-hmm. Neil? Real quality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a real good time for Scotland and... Um, I'm enjoying it as well. My son's loving it, you yeah. know. Um, I saw the publicity just after, you know, you revealed that it was just back at training, wasn't he? When you were in a he couple is, of weeks yeah, ago. But, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a diehard Scotland supporter, yeah. which doesn't go down well with me, obviously, <laughs> even when it comes to the rugby yeah, and that as well, know, Paul, but yeah, he's yeah. really enjoying and um And we watched the Norway game out when we were on holiday and it was fantastic, you know, the comeback. Yeah. Uh, they had to dig, and that's another thing about them. They play good football, but they can dig deep. They've got good mentality as well, but they've got some real, real genuine quality on that pitch now. How's he getting on with the pre-season? He's doing okay, he's loving St. it. Yeah, yeah, he's training the way and uh, St. Mirren have been brilliant with him. Fantastic. Were either of you transmitted the weekend or <sighs> Regan? No, yeah, no. Neil was getting no, was, not at all. Yeah. Oh, uh, Regan, were you there? Yeah. I was, I. Who did you enjoy? Um, the 1975? The Cooks. The Cooks, Paul. Oh, yeah, the Cooks. The were, Cooks were good. Right. Uh, they were good. I wanted to ask you another question. We're going to have to go to a break in a minute, Regan. And on you go. In fact, Regan, we're going to yeah, on you go. No, give us a question. In terms of you talking about your son there, Neil, do you think it's been difficult for him in terms of you because you've got a very high profile? Okay, we're going to answer that after the break, if that's okay. Regan, thanks so much. Great questions. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! 
Coming from Glasgow, it's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Neil Lennon joining us tonight for a two-hour special. Great to have the two of them together, two giants of the game. So we're talking about last season, this coming season. Uh, Ange Postacoglu, media conference down south, the main story there. Callum McGregor signing a new five-year extension at Celtic. And Neil, your reaction to that was? I'm delighted. I'm delighted for him, I'm delighted for the club and obviously the supporters as well because he's a... Fantastic player and a fantastic captain. Rangers, with signing since we last saw you, Barry, here on the show. Um, so, Dijon Sterling, we knew about that. Deserves, 28-year-old, £4.5 million from Cremonese. You like the look of him? Yeah, he's a, he's a real physical presence um, up top. Um, he's played in the Dutch league. He's played mm-hmm. in the, the Italian league. And he's a player that, obviously, Michael Beale, uh, Michael Beale's identified and he, he's got him um, through the door. So... Yeah, I'm excited to see the new look Rangers um, come the first pre-season game. And earlier in the programme, Neil told us that he could have been a signing target for Celtic. What about Sam Lammers? What will the fans see with him? Very technical player, um, no doubt about it. Um, he's been out on loan to a few clubs in Serie B. Um, I've only seen footage of him, Paul, um, but what I've seen of him, he looks a, a tidy footballer. Um, he can play up top he can play just in behind a, a striker um, so that's an area where Michael Beale wanted to really beef up was up top and he's he certainly done that we spoke about Abdallah Sima in the first hour of the programme and Neil what do you think of Jack Butland so Man United didn't really <coughs> work out for him he's been at Stoke City no, I think he knew his role at Man United yeah. and that was always going to be the player sure. number two to the gear sure. <coughs> Jack's got um you know, great pedigree. Lost as well a little bit for whatever reason. Um, I do think once you have the talent, you never lose it. You just need someone to believe in you. And um, look, he's putting himself at a big club. It's a big opportunity for him. And he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny. Uh, has he got the temperament now to take that on? The opportunity's there for him. And good luck to him. The manager has made good signings so far. He has. Barry mentioned them, you know, can't well. And people say, we well, didn't play that much at Norwich. He was almost in prison. It doesn't matter. You know, I thought he finished the season well. I thought he put in some really good performances. And Barry touched on the the lad Raskin as well. He looked a good player as well. So it's always good to get new players in. Like, when you're playing with no pressure, because the league had gone, right? So it's okay to play well then. All the questions, and Barry's touched on it, will be at the start of the season. Can they cope with. You know, the expectation from the Rangers fans, that's a big question for Michael and the players. Would you have liked to play against Cantwell? I, we could see the two of you having a, a good battle. Me and Cantwell? Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> Barry? Well, I'd be playing beside him. I've been all right. Like, you <laughs> we saw I mean? you two against each other many, many times. Um, here's uh, Jack Butlin speaking about new life for him at Rangers really good um, obviously since the day I signed there's been no shortage of support and, uh, and Rangers fans I didn't know existed sort of come out of the woodwork support's been incredible um, obviously a few weeks to wait before I got in and, and since coming in it's been exactly what I expected and more um, there's a lot to learn still and a lot more to discover but so far the lads are brilliant um, the way they work in what we're learning off the manager and the way the the group feels is um, is really positive and it's uh, yeah it's been a really enjoyable start Barry who is going to go in the next few weeks do you think because Rangers have spent a bit of money a fair bit of money they need to yeah, bring and someone and in I think they're, they're going to spend another bit of money in uh, Danilo yeah. 
from Firenood and Shafentes from LA Galaxy. Um, but look, I think it's common knowledge that he's, he's going to let a few players go. Um, guys that are running at the final year of their contracts, guys like Kamara, Barisic, if, uh, even Lundstrom I'm going to put into that because uh, right. he's into the final year of his contract and you can't allow it to run down as I, I mentioned earlier on in the programme you can't allow what happened to Ryan Kent and Morelos um, and obviously there's been a bit of interest for, from Werder Bremen yeah. and Sholak I think he's down the pecking order now if they do bring in Danilo um, so it'll be interesting to see again I keep saying it in the coming weeks but I think there's going to be a fair bit of movement in and out Neil could you see Lundstrom going and is it partly because when you're the new manager, you want to get as many of your own players in? Yeah, but Michael will know John uh, from his time under Stephen and obviously playing the, the sort of second half of the season. Barry's right, though. You can't let them run down the contract. So there's a, I think there's a bit of negotiation and a bit of talking to do. Whether Michael's season was part of his plans going forward, you know, only Michael will be able to answer that. What about Celtic? Who do you see going? Um... Well, so, they lost Aaron Moy already. Yeah, you know, that was injury. a real shame, wasn't it? The injury, awful. Yeah. You know, well, he's only thirty-two and mm-hmm. very talented player. So that's a a huge blow to him and the Celtic. Um, you know, you got the guys who are on loan at Jetty, mm-hmm. Sorrow. You know, they maybe moved on. Touched on Michael Johnson, maybe. The interesting one for me would be James Forrest. Mm-hmm. You know, he played in sort of bursts last year. It wasn't consistently in Ange's team, and I just wonder if Brendan. We'll bring him back into the fold and play him more regular or James at the stage of his career it's his testimonial year will he want to go and play more regular football I think that's an interesting one to look out for what do you think could you see him in Brendan Rodgers team oh yeah I mean Brendan because he did yeah, yeah I mean Brendan will know James inside out as we all do but um, you know and sort of tended to sway between Maeda uh, Jota and Abada. so um, <clears throat> and it, it, James he found it difficult to get in so he may have a decision to make over the next few weeks as well. Barry, you always give great praise, quite rightly, to James Forrest. Yeah, well, he's, he's been there, done it and seen it. Um, no doubt about it. He never played a lot of football last year. Again, I think he had a few injuries mm. as well, which hampered him a, a bit. But what he brings in, uh, what he brings to the the squad is great experience. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if Brendan Rodgers sees him uh, as part of the plans. Hope the tickets are going well for the game, Neil, which is coming up pretty soon, isn't it? The 1st of August, 7.30 kickoff against Athletic Club because he really deserves... Oh, 100%. Oh, he's been brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I give him his debut at 18 and he's never looked back. His career is littered with awards and trophies. He's a brilliant player to work with and brilliant player to watch. And he's still only 31. You know, he's been around so long that he's, I think he's, you know, 30, 31. He's still got plenty to offer. I just... I, I can't speak for him on his behalf but I'm sure he'll want to play more than he did last season and he was a Scotland regular as well yeah I think he got time. player of the year for Scotland yeah. on a number of seasons he as did. well mm-hmm. brilliant scored a lot of goals really important goals Paul yeah. in semi-finals finals in Europe um, but he's just one of those unassuming boys that mm-hmm. you know go under the radar but just does all his talking on the pitch I'll come back to Celtic for both of you in a minute but mentioning testimonials Alan McGregor of course has got his soon Barry and my goodness he deserves it as well what yeah, a keeper he's been richly deserved no doubt about it um, phenomenal goalkeeper mm-hmm. brilliant guy to have in the dressing room as well um, a real winner um, loved playing with him um, on the training ground as well um, he treated every session if it was going to be his last one and I, I think he's going to be a massive miss um, 
for Rangers but listen he's decided to hang his gloves up and as I said um, Rangers are doing the right thing and, and giving one of Rangers best ever goalkeepers a testimonial July the 18th his testimonial as well and I know that's I think it is selling really well isn't it for uh, I, I, think hope it's, I think it's sold out I hope yeah. the both of them get massive turnouts because they deserve yeah. them yeah. like two fabulous players who have made a massive contribution to the game up here. Yeah. The Newcastle fans have got the broom loan stand uh, on that night, so that should be some game. Back at Celtic, Mikey Johnson, a man you know well, Neil. You yeah. played him, so could you see him breaking in? I don't or... know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I think he had a good loan spell there out in Portugal. He broke into the Republic of Ireland team, scored there against Gibraltar a few weeks ago. The only Mikey just had um, injury problems as well. It sort of curtailed his time at Celtic, and um, he needed to go out and play, which he's done. So he may come back with renewed sort of vigour and a uh, very talented player. But again, it's up to you know the coach now, what Brendan makes of him, if he's going to fit into his plans or not, but a very talented player. Where do you see uh, Brendan Rodgers strengthening then? Um, right through the middle. Yeah. I think they need another centre-half. I think they need a defensive midfield player yeah. and probably another striker. You can't have enough good strikers, Paul, as well. I mean, we've got Kyogo. Um, you know, a couple of the other ones have sort of not been up to scratch on a regular basis so I've, if you're going to make inroads in the Champions League you need quality right through the middle they haven't replaced Chikamakis have they? no oh. I liked yeah. him as well you mm. know so surprised to see him go um, but obviously from what I hear he wanted to go so when a player wants to go it's best to move him on and I'd like to see uh, another sort of physical one in that position Barry looking at Celtic then you'd expect the midfield just as Neil would say I would imagine you know Carter Vickers everyone loves him Starfelt did really well but maybe for Champions League mm -hmm. is that a step it's a challenge for him. Yeah, but I think the most important thing for any team is your spine's got to be so strong. Um, and, and that's where generally managers do look to strengthen right through the middle. Um, and I, I'm sure that's something that Brendan Rodgers is, is looking to do. Um, Son, the, the young boy, he's only 21. Um, I think they'll look to probably bring in a, a more experienced striker who's been there and, and done it. And... I agree with Lenny. I think they need a bit of physical presence in the middle of the pitch yeah, beside Callum McGregor. Oh, uh, we talked about it hasn't quite happened for him. Not yet. Yeah, he's young. He may be one that yeah. will you know, give him time, he'll you know, develop. But I think for the here and now, you want a quality one in as well, just to augment what Kyogo brings. And with <laughs> Did that say his son? Uh, you did, it's yeah. all right, yeah. yeah. I bet I, you were Celtic, you meant. Celtic yeah. wish I wish he was so, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, he's, he's only 21, but you, yeah. you've seen enough of him. He's, he's got a bit of um, learning still to do. Sure. Um, I, I think he'll turn into be a, a, a decent signing for Celtic, but I do think they'll look to bring somebody experienced um, up top. What about Leal Abada? Barry I, I, again, me, people forget he's only, what is he, 21? Yeah, 21. 21. Um, he's still young he, he came for Israel and one thing about him his numbers have been impressive scoring goals assists um, and again he's into the final couple of years of the contract and the way that Celtic normally operate if people are not willing to extend that they look to move them on um, and make a bit of money Now what do you make of Abada? He's okay he's alright you know um, again sporadic player you know comes in Barry touched on he's a good goal scorer his numbers are, are very very good but um, there is talk of him leaving you know um, and if he wants to go then 
I, I, again, I'm only speculating. If he does want to go, I would assume Celtic would want to move him on. I see online here they're saying that uh, Todd Cantwell's got a, a drink named after him in a Rangers pub in Glasgow. Uh, Neil, did you ever have... Did they, was there a drink named after you? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things named after me yeah. back in the day. I'm not too yeah. sure about a drink, though. Poison. Barry, did any of your favourite eateries or... Oh, ever have the no. Barry Ferguson? No. No, listen, it's a big season for Todd Cantwell. Yeah. Well, he, he done well, but again, the, the, the pressure's on. This is when the players have got to turn up this season. Yeah. And they know how important it is to, to get silverware mm -hmm. back into the, the, the trophy room. And guys like him need to produce week in, week out. And the games that really count, because I heard what Neil said in the yeah. first hour. Yeah, listen, I, I that, get it. Yeah. He's bang on about it. Listen, it's fine doing it against... Yep. Your St Murns at home and St Johnson's, etc., etc. But when it comes to the big games, that's when you've got to really produce and run games of football. And and um, guys like Todd Cantwell, because he's shown that he has got the ability. That's one thing about him. Um, and when he first signed, I thought he looks a bit slight. But one thing about him is he puts his puts himself about. He, he did impress. And as I said, it's a big season, not just for Todd Cantwell, but Rangers as a whole. 26 days to go until the season starts officially. We're back with Barry and Neil next. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! And more tomorrow morning. Crofty and Grado in great form. The boys will be on from six tomorrow morning. And Rochelle will keep us right up to date with the traffic and travel. It's a great breakfast show, isn't it, Barry? I know you enjoy it. You get many mentions. They were excited when they heard well, yesterday you're both coming on. Sure, I don't listen to it at six o'clock because I'm <laughs> still sleeping at that yeah. time, Paul. Um, but no, it's good in the morning. It's um, they're, they're bang at it, they too. Mm. And the big one, he's uh, doing the two, two doors down, aren't they? They're filming the yeah, new get married a few of weeks ago it. as well. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Do you enjoy the wedding? Oh, we were there, were we? No, we never get an invite. You would be invited, I'm sure. Two doors down. No, they'll be back tomorrow morning from 6am. I see the goalkeeper, Connor Hazard, leaving Plymouth. Did you see that there? Yeah, he's gone to yeah. Plymouth, yeah. yeah. That's great for him. Good, isn't it? Because he couldn't get a game at yeah, Celtic. Yeah, he's a talented boy. Yeah. So, Plymouth got promoted into the Championship. Stephen mm. Schumacher did a great job there last season. So, yeah, great move for Connor. Barry, it's so hard to break through, isn't it? At Rangers, McCrory, you know, he played some games at the end of the season, did well, but he's not going to be number one. I think the young man will need to look to go and play. Um, whether that's in a permanent transfer or out on loan, no doubt he's got the, the ability, Paul. Um, but again, I, I was, we were speaking about it towards the end of the season. He's 24, 25. Um, so I, I think, um, obviously, Jack Butlin has been brought in and a big salary. He's going to be Rangers number one. So, I'm sure young McCrory will look to go and play because it'll, it'll benefit him in the long term. Who's going to challenge the big two this season? Nobody. If anyone can, nobody. <laughs> no. yeah. The gap is far too big. Look, what you're looking for from the rest is an improvement in themselves. And, you know, giving the, the big two a bloody nose here and there as the season goes on because certainly the second half of the season, no one let a glove on them really, Paul. That's true. Reagan had a question just before the break earlier, Neil, and then we went to the break. I think he was asking about your son at St Mirren and how yeah, he was doing there. Yeah, yeah, St Mirren have been great with him and um, he's in training uh, with the hope of getting a contract, so he's working hard. St Mirren were one of the surprise teams last season? Yeah, I, I said at the start of the season, I fancied them as one of the teams that will be in a relegation battle, but fair play to them. Um, they had a superb season, finishing the top six, Paul, for the first time. Um, 
Listen, they, they've got a certain way of playing. They're really well set up um, under Stephen Robinson, and um, they, they'll look to try and emulate what they've done last season. That's for sure. But it's going to be tougher for them. I'm going to re- rephrase that question a moment ago. Who's going to come third this season then? Neil, what do you think? All right, the teams. What we throw in Aberdeen, for example. Uh, yeah, you'd have to you think know. Aberdeen. You know, Barry um, got in there and did a, a really good job towards the end of the season, but. Again, the honeymoon period's over for Barry now and he's going to have to start the season, you know, on, on a stronger footing. He's got good staff in there with uh, Steve Agnew and Liam Fox, so a bit of experience there for him because he's a young coach. But, you know, Aberdeen were overall poor last year, as were Hibs and Hearts, really, when you think about it. So those clubs, you're looking at those, and were excellent, you know, I have to say, that to finish in the top six, was a great achievement and I was watching them against them Barton there in the week and um, again they've got a good sort of system going with the way Stephen wants them to play but it, who finishes third yeah it's you, you know you get throw it up between the three of them Hibs Hearts or Aberdeen I don't see anyone else breaking through really what well, one thing Barry what Barry done was he made them um tough to beat mm-hmm. they were conceding far too many goals so that's one thing they certainly the um, they tightened up at the, the, the back but again they, they've made a few signings to be fair um, and it's listen it's a, it's a hard one to call but I'll tell you finished well Barry uh, Motherwell and the Stuart Kettlewell uh, had a decent one but the Sol Van Veen he was <laughs> 30 plus goals which again is a, it's business and it's what the club have to do but it's a huge loss to the team is there going to be sunshine on Leith? You must have an affection for him yeah, where you had yeah. great times. Yeah, I mean, you know, watched a few of the games last year while I was in Cyprus. And um, yeah, I mean, since the, the new owners came in, they've, they've sort of um, not got the recruitment right, Paul. So Brian McDermott's in now, very experienced, you know, managed Reading and Leeds and was chief scout at Arsenal for a while. So I think Brian will make, you know, important changes and improvements there. They were far too inconsistent. Uh, we, we spoke about Hibs last year, um, last season, sorry. And um, I just didn't know what to make of them. Mm. No they, style of play. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just couldn't work it out. Look, they had a couple of good results, then they would go have a couple of bad results. There was no consistency, and that's one thing they need to get together this season is a level of consistency. And Hearts, Barry, for so long, they were odds on to come third. And then it just it went Yeah, I fancied them yeah. Um, the first half of the season. They were way in front odds on to finish third and then it went pear shape for, for Robbie they made a change um, and it's a big season I know Nazis know the, the manager but he, he really is the, yeah. the, the manager yeah. because he's not got, he's not he uh, doesn't hold his pro licence yet um, so it's a big season for, for Hearts and I, I think they still need to make a few signings but they did lose their two most important players for me yeah. last season Craig Halkett was a big Big miss at the back. And Liam Boyce as yeah, well. Yeah, Liam Boyce up top, sorry. Yep, course, so he's yep. going to be back sure. for after a, a serious knee injury. And the goalkeeper, do you think he can come back? Let's hope he can. I hope, I, I hope he does. Um, I've seen a few clips um, on the TV that he's, I think he's he's doing a bit of uh, footwork. Um, it, was a, it was a horrendous injury, I've seen it. Um, but listen, he's a... He's an experienced goalkeeper, Craig Gordon. He'll take his time and make sure, hopefully, he gets back to the, the levels he was at. Neil, it was in this day, 1989, that the former Celtic striker Mo Johnson joined Rangers. <laughs> and now, now you weren't here at that point, but my goodness, Barry, you were too young maybe to remember at that time. That was a cataclysmic day here yeah, was at, in Glasgow. Yeah. At 10, do you remember it? Mm. Yeah. 
I think he had. Did, did they not have to stay in Edinburgh? Yeah, he, he did actually. Yeah. yeah, he did. He's out in America now. Mo. I think mm. he's in uh, Toronto or somewhere like that. And he does a bit of work for the MLS. He was some striker. He was, he, was a, he was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He was brilliant and quite a character as well. So you needed some sort of personality to do what what Mo did. Of course. And then not only do it, actually perform for Rangers the way he did. And of course, the manager was Graham Souness, and you know he'd come from Sampdoria. It was he ripped the whole thing up. He, did. And he just changed it, and he yeah. had he had that authority because he came and he was a superstar. Yeah, he didn't care, Graham. You yeah. know, he just wanted what was best for him and the team at the time. And if it meant bringing Mo in, then that's what Graham wanted to do. What's your final thoughts on Ange Postacoglu then? And I'm mentioning him more today because he's the lead story in England on Harry Kane. He's basically said, yeah, obviously. He's a Tottenham player and I'd like to have him in, in the team, but he hasn't had a detailed chat with him because I guess that's Daniel Levy and, and the business end of it. Do you think he could end up at Man United or more likely Germany? Or do you think he's going to stay because of Ange? I don't know if he'd stay. You know, I think Harry would want to win trophies. He's at, again at that age where I don't think he's won a trophy at the Mystic Trophy yet, but his, his goal record is unbelievable. You know, and he... I think one thing that'll keep him in the Premier League is to try and break Alan Shearer's Premier League record. I think that'll be something for him. But more importantly for Harry, I think it's trophies. So whether I would be... Spurs will do brilliantly for me to keep him, you know, um, just with what's the, the current state of affairs in the Premier League. And I think he's a player capable of going to a Man United or, a, I don't know, you know, a Newcastle and winning trophies and winning Premier Leagues. I think that's what he'll want to do before his career ends. But look at that training ground, Neil. Uh, and look at the stadium itself. It doesn't win your trophies, Paul. No, I know, but wouldn't you have the confidence then if it was you or Ange at the moment to say, listen, sell them the dream that they're going to win something yeah, in the next couple sold, of years. He, listen, he's been sold out. Like, they were really close to winning the Champions They got the Champions League final a few years ago under Pochettino. Yeah. And since then, they've sort of, you know, not been as consistent. And, and certainly the performances last year were nowhere near the levels from previous years. So with Ange coming in, bringing this fresh approach, style of play... He might buy into that. I would doubt it very much. Barry, look, Posta Coglu's got a big job in his hands. If he loses Harry Kane, he's got an even bigger job. He's um, he's he is Mister Tottenham, but again, um, he's not won any trophies. His goal scoring record phenomenal. I think he's a top class striker. I think he's getting to that stage where he doesn't want to end his career, no winning anything, and I think. Tottenham are miles away from winning anything at this moment in time. If they do sell him, they need to give Ange assurances that he can, you know, reinvest the money. I think Ange might fancy that as well because he did it at Celtic. He, he sort of rebuilt the squad and the team to great success. And I think, you know, privately he might quite fancy doing that. But the sound bites publicly will be, yeah, we want Harry to stay, obviously. Because you have to say, of you, course, you, know, you have to, and you'd be mad not to. But look what he did at Celtic, and also the confidence he's got in his own ability as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. he was asked today about it. But you're only eighth last year, Tottenham, where no European football, and you could only come eighth. He said, "Look, mate, that's why I'm here. That's why there's a new manager." Yeah, yeah. But um, he's got different pressures because he's got a huge budget to work with. Yeah, he's just signed Madison he's to. for forty yeah. million yeah. pound. I mean, yeah. what was his biggest transfers? at Celtic yeah. 6 million yeah. for Jota or Carter yeah. Vickers the two of them. that's yeah. a different type of pressure that suggests to me he's going to change the formation as well mm -hmm. you know because they, play f they played a back three under Conte and um, you know Mourinho yeah. at times mm -hmm. I think he'll go 4-3-3 and Madison will play it. what's Brendan Rodgers going to do with your old club Celtic I think he'll spend a bit of money yeah. yeah I think he'd like to spend a bit of money and 
put his own stamp now on the team. Ange's gone, did a brilliant job. Brendan will want to come in and go, right, I'm here. These are my players. I want these players here. And I want us to make inroads in Europe. And you feel Brendan has been well received since the news came out. And the fact that Ange, who was also loved, has gone as well. I don't think the um, the animosity, uh, you know, I was expecting more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been quite, down. yeah, it's, I think he's handled the press quite well under the circumstances. So Celtic fans need to park that now and get behind him and look forward to an exciting season again. And Barry for Rangers, I know you personally. Our number one priority is to win trophies and to retain the, the league title back off uh, or snatch the, the title back off Celtic because to go a season trophyless isn't good enough for Rangers. Michael Beale knows that and he knows how important it is to get off to a flyer at the start of the season in the first old firm games at the start of September. Start of September, that's going to be some weekend, isn't it? Everyone's... I know. We'll look forward to that. Everyone's talking about the European qualifiers for Rangers, you know, Celtic Champions League, but September... Yeah, that's, that's great, but yeah. your bread and butter mm -hmm. is the league. For both managers to get off to a good start, mm -hmm. you know, that, that game is really, really important. I think more so for Michael than Brendan. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. He has to get over that psychological hurdle mm -hmm. of winning it. I know they won the last game at the end of the season, but it was academic and Ange made a lot of changes to the team and rightly so, they'd won the league the week before, blah, blah, blah. So Michael needs to put a marker down for the season in that game. Neil, if you're not managing at the new Camp or wherever in the next few weeks, <laughs> will you come back in? I certainly yeah. will, Paul, yeah. <laughs> great. Thanks for joining us tonight, Barry. It was great to have you on, as always. You'll be back full soon. Yep. We'll be back with the programme, but it's a two-hour special tonight. Neil, Barry, thanks so much. Just Stephen McGinn's going to be here tomorrow night, so looking forward to that. Thanks to everyone who called in and all the messages as well. Back tomorrow night, we'll be here at five. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go!